Let's get some insights of the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in our guest live here on set with me, Kevin Mann, President and Chief Investment Officer at Hennen and Walsh Asset Management. Thank you so much for being no, with it's us. My pleasure. So you are not fearful of the red that we're seeing. You're feeling a little more optimistic. Why is that? I'll start with some sobering news, Nicole. Yes. I believe that in all likelihood, we've met the technical definition of a recession already. We saw first quarter real GDP contract by 1.6%, right. and the most recent estimates for Q2 show another contraction of 2%. That meets the technical definition of recession. Right. We also know that the yield curve has and remains inverted, and a yield curve inversion has predated every U.S. recession going back to 1955. That's the sobering news. The reasons for optimism, well, we believe that's going to cause the Fed to be a little bit less aggressive. 75 basis points in July, they don't meet in August, and in all likelihood, September, November, December, we believe in total they may raise by a maximum of 75 basis points. That's to provide an upside lift for stocks. Wait, wait, repeat that. So in the next meeting, July, they do what? Which 75 is, basis right. points, which brings us to two that, and a quarter. Right, and then you said the other three? Yes, September, they may raise by 50 basis points. Okay. If they do, <laughs> only one more rate hike of 25 basis points so in November or December. So three meetings, you're saying 75, Correct. another total. 75 basis total. points total so that we won't get an aggressive Fed. How about, there are a lot of folks who think the Fed turns around next year and actually starts to pull back. They may have to actually, they may have points. to cut rates and that's so another positive that's for the markets. I do believe that's a possibility yeah. because the depth and duration of this recession depends on the Fed and what they do or what they don't do. Yeah, what do you think of the ECB move? I mean, I guess a lot of people thought 50 basis points from the ECB, right? Yeah, I think consensus was around 25 basis points, right. 50 basis points didn't seem to really rattle anybody. We have to remember though that inflation isn't just a US issue, it's yeah. a global issue and the ECB is trying to tackle it as well. I think people were happy about it because the market sort of moved a little more positively on that. In the meantime, as we watch oil fluctuating, um, you know, we had a little build in gasoline, the Nord Stream pipeline is back open abroad, but only at 40% capacity. Right now, 96.68 the barrel. What, where does the level stay, go? Why does it matter? It, it matters tremendously. Yep. As we know, we had a 9.1% headline CPI in June. That didn't reflect a lot of the moderations in inflationary prices we saw in July. Mm -hmm. Oil down roughly 14%, natural gas down over 30%, lumber prices down over 50%. We need more moderating inflationary levels to get this economy back growing again. Yeah, we're gonna talk more about this later in the show, but what about the claims? Claims continue to rise. More joblessness. I mean, we heard from Ford, we heard from Apple, just to name a few, either slowing or cutting jobs. Here we go. Yes, yes. We had, what, 251,000 initial jobless claims today, continuing that trend right, higher. Right. That's been one of the areas that makes this particular recession a little different, Nicole, is that unemployment remains relatively at a 50-year low, and right. we also see the consumer continuing to spend. But how much longer can that last? We know that individuals are dipping into their savings now more and putting more in their credit cards to help fend off these inflated prices. That could be a significant risk to the economy because 70% yeah. of our economy comes from what you and I and all consumers spend. Yeah. President of the United States, Joe Biden, has COVID right now. We wish him well, of course. Yes, absolutely. Um, but looking here at the healthcare sector, and yes. that's what made me think of that because 
at this point now, that is one sector that you do like. Yes, we, we've done. Have the, you liked that for some time? Well, we did the research, and what we saw was that healthcare was one of the three sectors that has performed best during economic slowdowns mm -hmm. and recession. Now, there's two ways that you can access the healthcare sector. One is through traditional large-cap pharmaceutical stocks like a Merck or a Brewster's right, Miles Good. Right. The other one is through the smaller-cap biotech stocks such as Axum Therapeutics or Corona Therapeutics. We think large cap pharmaceuticals are start to be more acquisitive and buy some of these smaller cap biotech companies and that yeah. could be a good opportunity for investors to consider for growth. Is there anything that you're staying away from on the other side of the coin? Yeah. Cryptocurrencies uh, no, would certainly interested. be one area that we, we don't understand yeah. and we're not interested in, but we continue to look at that underlying technology, that blockchain technology, because we do think that's transformative. I mean, you know, Elon Musk didn't rule out Bitcoin no, forever. He kept 25%. He said, we're gonna, right. He said, look, we're going to switch over to fiat here, but um, didn't say I don't like crypto or no. Bitcoin anymore. No. Um, you had Anthony Scaramucci still pushing for that 100,000. He still thinks it's a great long-term play. So there's still big believers in it, but many um, on Wall Street still are not touching it at all. What about the international play? Uh, I mean, there is concern yeah. about, you know, you could do right and go for growth and all that, but at the same time, recession and fears abroad. They have the same fears yeah. abroad as we do here right now. The dollar is maintaining its strength because we've raised rates more than the ECB or other central right. banks have, but for how much longer? We do think international is part of a globally diversified portfolio, perhaps leaning into emerging markets more than developed markets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and then as you watch the headline on inflation, that's the number one most important thing. I mean, you know, you're still seeing rents on the rise. It's interesting, oh, housing yeah. has softened some, but the prices are still at record levels. Absolutely true. Now we're seeing some demand decreasing thanks in part to mortgage rates hovering yes. around five and a half right. percent. Right. We're seeing rental demand go up, but rent prices are up as well. Yeah. Inflation is across the board right now, but certain areas are starting to moderate, and that's encouraging. You mentioned uh, mid-year elections. Yes. You had some thoughts on the market pertaining to mid-year. Absolutely. Tell me your thoughts. So historically, 12 months after every midterm election, the market rises on average about 16%. We also know mm -hmm. that historically a divided government bodes best for the stock market. Right, that lame duck scenario. That lame duck scenario. Yes. And it does appear, if you look at the forecast right now, that the Republicans may win back the House of Representatives and the Senate. And as we know, Joe Biden remains in the Oval Office. So that would create that divided government scenario, which should bode well for stocks as well. Right. What about tech? Just a quick thought, because I always feel, I feel the need to ask about tech because yeah. so many people love it. Would you have some tech or start nibbling as the Nasdaq has been beaten down so much in 2022? Yeah, I think it's time to start nibbling both in like tech and consumer discretionary. So we yeah. like those revolutionary technology names in artificial intelligence, in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. We also think there's been a lot of beat up names in the consumer discretionary mm -hmm. side, notably right. e-commerce. You heard Amazon today actually announced their acquisition yes. of a healthcare provider. Yeah. Very interesting. Now they're yeah. starting to get Teladoc, into that area right. as well. I, I think yeah. there's more upside tech because those two have been beaten up so much. That was big news, actually. Huge news. That was really big news. I just saw something up there, iLife Sciences. As I, I'm talking to you, I'm always looking at the big board. Yes. It just said up 69%. Now that's a story in the healthcare realm that I haven't even read yet today. Yes. And I've been yes. up since 5 a.m. So I'll have to, <laughs> you know, get first on that one. Um, anyhow, it's great to see you. I'm you glad you were able to come and, and at least bring some optimism here to us as well here on the set. So Kevin Mann, Hennen and Walsh Asset Management, thank you for being with us thank today. You. Appreciate it.